had come to plan for the day she'd no longer want to sleep on the ground, swing a Pulaski, or argue with violent, unsavory types. Promotions were not easily had in the National Park Service. First, one had to scour the pink sheets for a job opening one GS level above that currently held. Then, one had to have, or fake, the KSAs, knowledge, skills, and abilities called for in the desired position. What made a good ranger at Kenai Fjords might be totally useless at Appomattox Courthouse. That done, one sent in the application. The government then fiddled around in mysterious ways until half the hopefuls died of old age or went on to other jobs. With luck and timing, an offer eventually came. Given the givens, it wasn't a good career move to turn a promotion down. For Anna, the call had come from the deep south. She'd been offered a GS-11 district ranger position in the Port Gibson district of the Natchez Trace Parkway, the section that ran from Jackson to Natchez, Mississippi, 90 miles through the heart of one of the poorest counties in one of the poorest states in the Union. You'll feel better when the sun rises, she promised herself. Surely the sun rises even in Mississippi. Taco slathered reassurance on her kneecap. The air through the window was cool but lacked bite. There had been snow on the ground when she'd driven down off the mesa above Cortez. Heady scents she didn't recognize swept the cab free of the odor of stale McDonald's fries and cat vomit. But they couldn't clear the head as the scent of pine or rain on the desert did. Smell was primal. This stirred an image deep in Anna's subconscious. Hunched over the wheel, eyes on the writhing black strip of asphalt, she waited as it struggled up through the layers of fatigue. Dorothy's poppy field, Toto, the lion, the girl, tumbling down in a narcotic dream on the outskirts of the Emerald City. Flashes of green, unfurling black, the road had a mystic sameness that was stultifying. Maybe she should have stayed on Interstate 20 to Clinton, Mississippi, as the chief ranger had instructed. Instead of following the tortuous directions for a shortcut she'd gotten, when she called one of her soon-to-be field rangers in Port Gibson, a jovial fellow who called himself Randy. She rolled the window up. With the Sandman already in hot pursuit, the last thing she needed was a hypnotic. The road coiled around on itself in a hairpin turn. She was going too fast. The trailer bore down on the rambler, then drifted, slewing the car to the right. She slammed on the brakes. Taco slid to the floor, clawing her leg in a last bid for stability. The tail was wagging the dog both inside the rambler and out. Anna stopped fighting the wheel and steered into the skid as if she was on black ice. In the hectic instant that followed... Headlights slicing impossible colors from the night, animal caterwauling foretelling the end of the world. It crossed her mind that black ice was a thing of the past. What would replace it in the way of hazard and adventure, she had yet to find out. Soundlessly, painlessly, the trailer left the road, dragging the rear wheels of the rambler with it. The coupled vehicles came to a stop with nary a bump. The car tilted unpleasantly, and the red-lighted trailer in the rearview mirror held a drunken pose. Everybody okay? Anna's voice shook. 
and she was glad only furry and therefore sympathetic ears were there to hear. Taco scrabbled up onto the seat, his untrimmed nails doing the aging vinyl no favors. The engine had died. Anna rested her head on the steering wheel. Regardless of the situation, it was good to be still. Silence after twenty hours of radio, trucks, tapes, and the high-pitched whine of rubber on pavement hit like the first drink on an empty stomach. Something warm and wet and vile penetrated her ear, and she remembered she was a dog owner. Two seconds, she begged. The tongue insinuated itself into her armpit, and Anna gave up. Having pulled the leash from under the cat carrier, she fought the usual battle to overcome the dog's joy at a potential walk, long enough to clip it to his collar. Me first, she insisted. And in a fit of good manners, Taco waited till she'd slid clear and stood on shaky legs before bounding out the driver's door. The leash slipped from fingers numbed from too long clutching the wheel, and the black lab loped off toward the taillights of the U-Haul. Don't go chasing coons or whatever the hell dogs chase down here, she muttered. Outside the car, silence was shattered. Stunned by the sheer magnitude of sound, Anna leaned on the door and listened. A chorus, a choir, a nation of frogs sang from darkness, curtained close by trees. Wide and deep, the sound chortled, chirped, tickled underfoot, overhead, from every direction. Basso profundo croaks, rough and guttural, were buoyed up by a cacophony of lesser notes. Big croaks. Big damn frogs, she thought. Or alligators. She'd seen live, free-range alligators a few times when she'd been on assignment on Cumberland Island off the coast of Georgia. But they hadn't uttered a word in her presence. Without questioning it, she'd come away with the idea gators were dumb. Maybe that wasn't so. Mississippi had a whole new natural history she would have to learn. Big frogs, she decided, for the moment, and turned to follow in Taco's paw prints, see what, if any, damage had been done. One step, and she was on her butt. Amazed and outraged, but otherwise unhurt. Wet grass lay over earth as liquid and slippery as warm jello. A good surface to take a fall on. A foul surface to try and pull an overloaded trailer off of. Or out of, as the case might be. Using the door, she pulled herself upright. Slipping and grabbing in a parody of a vintage Jerry Lewis routine, she made it around the rambler's hood and onto the asphalt. By the glare of the headlights, she saw she was covered from the elbows down in caramel-colored liquid. Taco padded up next to her, grinning in idiotic doggy bliss. "'We're not in the desert anymore, Taco,' she said, paraphrasing Dorothy's observation as she wrenched open the passenger door to fumble under the seat for a towel and a flashlight. Piedmont had not stopped complaining. "'You're getting on my very last nerve,' she warned the cat. He remained unimpressed. Flashlight and towel in hand, she closed the door on the vocalization of feline suffering. The towel smelled of things that had once been on the inside of the cat, and the flashlight beam was only slightly less brown than the Mississippi mud, but it would suffice.
Taco danced like a puppy, though Anna figured him to be five or six at least, then dashed off to the rear of the little caravan, yipping and grumbling as if the news was not good for humans, but extremely entertaining for dogs. Anna followed, her moccasins squishing at each step. Frog music, velvet darkness, and perfumed air all closed around her, and the walk of twenty feet took on a bizarre timelessness. She'd been too long on the road. At the back of the U-Haul, she stopped and stared. Taco leapt about with glee. This can't be right, she said stupidly. Caught in the demon eyes of the taillights, a tree, a foot in diameter where it leaned against the bumper, lay over the trailer. Leafy boughs embraced the orange and white metal. Roots poked out of the ground, bent and angry as arthritic hands where the tree had been uprooted by the force of impact. Except there'd been no impact. Nothing but a gentle slide into this oblivion of sentient and predatory plant materials. Had she dozed off behind the wheel? She didn't think so. But it wasn't out of the realm of possibility. Too dull with lack of sleep to do much else, she played her pathetic light over the rear of the trailer. No scrapes, no dents, therefore no impact. Unfortunately, logic had no effect on the tree. A locust, she guessed, twenty-five or thirty feet tall, had her vehicles in a death grip. If she pulled forward, the half-buried roots would act as an anchor, and she'd dig herself into the slime. Back, and she'd ram the topmost branches down over the trailer and onto the roof of the car. Well, shit, she confided in the dog.